Welcome back, everyone, to the Festi Hub podcast. I believe we're like on episode five, or I think it's episode five that we're on. Uh, for this episode, we have Noah. He goes by Rose. He's uh, He kind of started off uh, on TikTok DJing there, and then just, you know, over a course of a year, just blew up and is now headlining shows. So we're going to be talking about him, his experience with TikTok, um, climbing up the ladder, and eventually just headlining shows. Um, but before we get started with that portion of the podcast, we are going to do our four shout-outs of the week. So to start off with the shout-out today, we're going to do the content creator, and we're going to shout-out Aid. Uh, she goes by Vibe with Aid on Instagram. She's a fellow YouTuber and an amazing friend. Uh, I just saw her at Art Music Festival, and it was so great seeing her. I haven't seen her in a minute due to COVID, and it was just so great. Um, I definitely want to give her a shout out though because she's been killing it on the YouTube game per usual. Um, so Aid, I hope you hear this shout out. We love you. Uh, Shout out number two is going to go to a DJ or producer, and that was going to go to my boy, Eddie Gold. Um, Eddie Gold has been going through a lot, uh, but during this entire COVID situation, he has been making some bomb music. He's been touring. He uh, He's actually playing in Denver, so he's in my side of town. I'm going to go check him out this weekend. Uh, he goes by at Eddie Gold Music on Instagram. Um, and not only that, but he also plays at a Magic Music Festival. So he played 2019 and he is now playing at uh, 2020 as well. I mean, Eddie Gold is killing it all the time, every time, especially at festivals. He did a song with Churleys. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Churleys is, but he's like one of Trevor Wallace's friends. They're um, like comedian actors. Uh, they do like skits on YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, they also do like stand-up comedy. But he did a song with Eddie Gold, um, there's a lot of actually really cool songs that he literally does. He, he's not just a DJ. He's a producer. Um, really dope person, really dope friend, and really dope producer. Definitely go check him out. Number three is going to go to a brand or business. Uh, I'm going to shout out Into the AM. They uh, recently contacted me a few months ago. What is it, a month? Maybe like a month ago. Um, to do some calibration and stuff. And I ended up with like no clothes for a magic music festival because i um i kind of used up all my clothes already from the festivals that i have gone to and i sent them a message and they're like we got you fam like like you're you, you, we got clothes for you like they'll be at your house on monday i'm like so clutch so clutch thank you so much because now i have stuff to wear and i'm actually gonna meet up with them at a magic music festival they're actually gonna be there we're gonna do a couple couple photo shoots a little meetup it's gonna be super fun seeing them and stuff like that um i'm definitely gonna oh yeah their at is into the am on instagram really great store for guys you could use code frisky hug as well all right number four is gonna be to a supporting friend or follower so for this one i have hippie flip he goes by at hippie flip uh the flip is with a one and just a reminder guys like i say in every single one of my episodes um all these four shout outs are going to be in the description below for youtube spotify you name it everything's in the description you can go ahead and check them all out there but yeah uh hippie flip has been an amazing supporter he has literally commented on i think literally every reel every 
uh, YouTube video. Um, he has been very supportive and I want to kind of give him a little shout out because I feel like anyone who supports me supports my cause and supports my dream and my mission and it doesn't go unnoticed. And I wanted to make sure I shout you out, man. You have been very amazing to me. Um, and, you know, the more I see people comment and stuff like that, I do take notice. And I want to give you what you deserve. And that's this beautiful shout out by yours truly. So thank you all for, you're all amazing. Definitely go check them all out. Uh, but okay, uh, we're done with the shout out. Let's get started with the podcast. All right. So I'd like to welcome Noah. Um, Noah, thank you for coming to the podcast. What's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad I could be here. Uh, so for everyone tuning in, this is the Festival podcast where I like to bring in special guests who have contributed to the EDM scene in a variety of ways. This is Noah Benheim. Um, I originally know him from TikTok. Um, and later on, we got to know each other a little more personal at some of the driving rays. And man, he's just been taken off. Um, Noah, if you could uh, do a quick intro, just kind of explain who you are, where you're from, that kind of stuff. All right. Um, my name is Noah Benheim. I also go by Rose. Um, I'm a 22-year-old DJ and producer, originally from New York. Um, but in December, I moved down to Florida. And it's just been an amazing, amazing experience down here. Um, I've met some of the most insane, talented producers, DJs, just artists, influencers. There is Florida is so saturated with so many amazing people. Um, and it, it's been unreal. I've been able to uh, push my career more and more than I ever thought I would when I got down here. And I'm loving every minute of man. Like I got to meet you down here. It was crazy. <laughs> yes, and man. Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, when we first met, um, was it Nettie? For those of you who don't know her, IG is uh, Netters. Um, she fangirled him so hard. Like, I know him from TikTok, <laughs> one of my favorite TikTokers. And I, and I was like, well, let's bring Noah over here and come say hi. She goes, are you kidding me? I'm so shy. I'm like, Noah. <laughs> I'm the same exact way. Like, I'm the same exact way. I'm so shy. Like, yeah. you, I think it was you or, yeah, you came up to me and you're like, Rose. And I was like, huh? because you got to remember, like, that was like right after quarantine. Mm. I was locked in my house for 10 months. And like, we'll get into all of that. But like, I haven't been out the house. And you were like the first person to recognize me. And I was like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I was in like severe <laughs> shock, man yeah it's a it's a great feeling and uh you know when she was so shy to like come say hi to you i always think of the times where like people are so shy to come to me like i just had somebody dm me uh they're like hey like i know you were really busy with all the stuff you were going on there was a lot of people around you um i just wanted to say that i saw you and i want to say hi it's just you know you look busy i'm like bro i'm like that is like the last thing i want to hear is like that i'm not approachable enough to the point where like mm -hmm. i look I look so busy or I'm covered with people that I, you can't approach 100%. me. Like, dude, I want to meet everybody. I, I want to meet everyone. I, I literally had 50 pieces of candy, right? Like I obviously brought candy enough to trade to everybody. Like mm -hmm. they come through, right? So like that broke my heart. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish like people were more like, I, and, and then I told him, you know what? That's my fault for not being more approachable. Like I should give you that vibe that I'm like, you can just come and say hi to me. Give me a hug. Give me some candy trade and stuff like that. Take a picture with me. Um, a lot of people did like tell me that was the only, there was only one instance though. Most people come up to me and they're, and I'm pretty approachable for the most part. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of wanted to ask though about like uh, how you got started and stuff like that. Cause like what, when did you like, Man, there's so many questions. Okay, so how long have you been listening to EDM? 
So I've been listening to EDM since whew, since I was probably 11, 12 years old. I'm 22 now. Mm. Um, so that was probably back in like 2011, 2012-ish area. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to it back then. And uh, to answer the next question, how I started is um, I basically it was like, I think 20, 2013 Ultra was going on. And this was when they just started doing like live streams. Like that wasn't a big thing yet. It was fairly new. Um, They were doing the live streams and my cousin texts me and he's like, yo, type this in UMF ultra. I was like, what's that? He's like, just watch it. I was like, okay. And I look it up YouTube and Hardwell's playing. I have no idea who Hardwell and it's literally the beginning of his set and Spaceman drops. I just hear him go ultra Miami. Are you ready? And they just, Boom, boom. In yeah, yeah. Thousands of people. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I, I want to do this. And like, I see the flags from all over, yeah. people from all over, all in the bright colors and the love. It, it was just something that I've never seen before. God, it it's, it's so cool, mind. though. They, like you said, oh, I'm going to do this. And the matter of the fact that you're, you're doing it, you know what I mean? Because like, there's a lot of friends that I have, a lot of people that like, they go to the first festival and they're like, I want a DJ. I'm like, mark my, mark my Zuckerberg. I'm going to be up there one day. Right. And it's like, nah, man, like that's a hard thing to do. It, it takes a lot of dedication. Um, It takes a lot of like, you know, failures too. Like how many times, how many years do you, do you just keep doing the same thing until eventually you get booked? You know, it does sometimes it just, just doesn't happen. It just takes like the balls to just keep going and stuff like that. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's a rough industry. Sometimes the entertainment industry in mm-hmm. general is insanely competitive and you always got to stay ahead to keep up with the new trends, keep it going. Um, it, it, it's been rough over the past like year and stuff. It's definitely been bit a bit a bit tricky dealing with the trends and yeah. the staying with social media um because of the shutdown all of that going on um but it's just been also all right um, is this gonna be cut at all or no no <laughs> this no uh, yeah it's uncensored Damn it. done <laughs> um fully live <laughs> Sorry. So part of the thing I like to share with people, because I'm very open with everyone, is just with the way I work, it's constant, constant. I have a million things going through my head at once, ideas, Mm -hmm. and I tend to go through brain fog. I'll be in the middle of a sentence. I'll be like, wait, what were you talking about again? Everyone thinks I'm just crazy for it, but it's just I have so I'm already ahead to the next conversation. It's a bad thing, but do it, man. Like, this is this is this is the uh, the Noah podcast. This is man. the we, real we, me. Yeah, the authentic <laughs> you, bro. They get to see the authentic you. Who who was your culprit though? Like uh, when we talk about like my first festival, my first rave, right? Like I have somebody who introduced me. Who introduced you? Who introduced me? Yeah, I took you to your first rave or festival. Well, that moment from Ultra introduced me to the scene and what the idea of raving was at that time. Mm. Um, but there was this show called Electric Adventure in 2013. Um, it happened actually at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey. Uh-huh. And it was like DJ Blend, Danny Vila, like Zed's Dead, Dylan Francis when he was still in the suit, Diplo before he was big. It, it, I've never seen anything like it. And like Dada Life was riding. Oh, man. They literally like, all of like the that's such a sick lineup <laughs> it was like destroyed like i i've never seen anything like it before and it was two days and it was out of theme park and it was just absolute madness and 
I went to my first show and I was I was 13 years old going to it. Wow, it was lucky, like, just lucky. <laughs> all ages, it was like nothing else I've ever seen. Nothing else I've ever seen. Man, I wish people would like introduce me a little younger than that. It's just like, uh, but I'm I'm also I'm also like 30. So for me, and, and you, like during your 14 year old times was like my 18 year old times or whatever mm-hmm. like that. So like for me, it was like. Diplo and, and and Dylan Francis like they weren't playing when I was a kid right like yeah they, so I, I I wish I liked the music when I was younger I get I guess because I did was I was introduced to some of it but I, I wasn't really like a fan of it at the time it probably wasn't until like David Guetta time and that and like those mm-hmm. like that era of like Swedish House Mafia that I was like like this is EDM too like this is awesome this is like I need to go see them live and I did I went to see I saw Swedish House Mafia that was my first show uh yeah so for me that was like what got me hooked and i was like i need to go to more things yeah and and you it's like contagious just once you get that taste of it you're like yeah i'm I'm going to more of these and the beautiful thing about edm is i think now it's so mainstream there's so mm-hmm. many different genres and subgenres and different styles and different techniques in uh one's craft that there's something for everyone and like whether it's house bass dmb mm-hmm. melodic trap like there's something for everyone i think that's so cool do do you have like a preference of like music you like to play um or is it like uh, crowd-based because sometimes like i know that djs will like read the room and then like okay this is like what we're doing so i definitely read the room um the main part about being a dj is setting the vibe that's literally Mm -hmm. the dj's job set the vibe see what's going on there you got to keep them happy and you got to keep you happy yeah that being said when you're uh, going on crazy, um, damn it, I did it again, man. <laughs> it happens. It's okay, man. Um, um, the, yeah, if, you, if you forget what, where your point is at, bro, don't not worry. We will skip to the next topic. I have five topics already in my head that I want to talk about, <laughs> so don't even sweat it, my dude. Um, I actually wanted to talk about, like, your whole moving situation because I know that you were, what, New York? Yeah. And then what made you move to Florida? What was that about? Uh, the reason I moved to Florida is uh, it was it was crazy during COVID time in New York. Like I lost both my jobs. It, it was nuts over there. Like they just shut down everything. Mm. What were you doing? I was doing pizza delivery, okay. um, just make some extra cash. And I was doing plumbing, heating, air conditioning. We went back to work yeah. uh, for plumbing and heating, but we just didn't need as many guys. Yeah. Have you thought about doing that part-time uh, in Florida? I mean, I know they pay really well in Florida because they need AC, right? So it's like... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, there's tons of stuff out uh, out here. It's just, it's it's really hard labor, like early mm-hmm. morning, late nights. Uh, you don't know when you're going to get off. And honestly, I, oh, was for real? I was getting hurt a lot. Like, because you're either in an addict or like carrying a 75 yeah. water heater or something down a tight narrow set of stairs yeah and, holy shit <laughs> yeah you drop that it, it hurts <laughs> yeah I, I have a buddy he does hvac and he makes six figures doing that and i'm like dude if i like honestly dude i'm like like there's no shame in that game bro because like uh so i'm moving to i'm moving to florida i'm gonna be here in orlando and like honestly Ooh, man let's go. I, I know man it's gonna be a vibe bro i'm i'm, I'm going there for for somewhat similar like like reasons you're going to right like the opportunity is just a little better and when you it, when you're living in amazing. florida so 
it, there was not much to do in New York during prime time. And the mm. opportunities were out here because whether it wasn't, they weren't having full on shows and stuff, but there was a ton of artists out here networking, making content, making music together. Oh yeah. Like just the, the vibe here is completely different. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've already like extended, like, you know, my network in, in Texas, in Colorado and California. So like a dude, like Florida is just like the next move. You know, yeah. um, there's definitely a lot more. I want to say there's more opportunities. I would say there's just different opportunities. Um, I, I definitely have a ton of opportunities here in, in Colorado. Like I get, I get asked to help out with shows all the time here, right? So like, I'm not limited in Colorado, uh, but I would prefer to move to Florida because I feel like there's just slightly more, slightly different, a whole different vibe, different people, and I'm ready to, for a change. I'm yeah. ready to meet new people i'm ready to do new things and i'm like i'm taking this whole podcast with me to uh to florida um one of the my first like in-person guests is gonna be uh primal from you know endless summer nights yeah so uh, i love john john, john is, was definitely yeah. the first people to really look after me out here like if i need advice or i just mm. need some yeah he is the person to talk to because he knows the industries very well out here yep. and he's also just such a good dude. He, he's been looking at, out for me since the second I get out, got out here. Yeah. He's great, man. And like, you know, he DM'd me, he's like, Hey man, you still wanted to do that podcast, right? I'm like, yes, bro. But I want you to be like my in-person podcast. I want to, I have, I have like the setup already in my head. I'm we're going to pop some beers, bro. I got two mics, one for you, one for me. We're just going to shoot the shit, drink some beers, yes. bro. It's going to be, I want to have like a super chill vibe at my, at my place where it's like we, we could talk either tea or we can talk, you know, industry or we can talk whatever the hell we want to do. Um, but, but I want to start doing in-person like, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. that's the goal. Uh, the Zoom ones are they're just as cool and stuff like that. You know, obviously, like talking to people like you who are like a little farther away at the moment um, is great. But I'm, originally, I'm like trying to save some of the Florida people for like later episodes and stuff and mm -hmm. kind of just knocking out some of the. Uh, some of the faraway ones my last oh, yeah <laughs> yeah my last one was from tokyo so that's sick that's yeah. sick. <laughs> so i'm a visit out there dude i want to go to japan so bad it's such like it's the culture and like, mm -hmm. cities and every oh it's so intriguing to me um so we're gonna kind of just talk about your transition right so i feel like your transition a big thing that happened was your tiktok career right like i feel yeah. i don't normally say like tiktok career for people who like just have a tiktok but you like took off right you blew up um and i feel like that's helped you along the way um when i watch your tiktoks you have like a whole setup is, is that for those of you on youtube right now watching is that your setup this is yeah we we tend to shift it around a lot but yeah that's mm. that's the current setup right now it's been right where we are it's been in yeah. the garage it's back here now and yeah this is the one at home though when i was in new york that was a whole different setup that's where i originally started and it's just evolved and evolved to so many different versions of what it is now mm -hmm. what made you choose like djing on tiktok versus just being like a like a comedian type tiktoker <laughs> i just think like i don't know it was really primetime covid like mm -hmm. i had nothing to do and uh, I, like I was just DJing. I had no sets because everything shut down. And like, I mean, I think I'm funny, but like, like 
I can't, I'm not good on the spot like that. I'm not good on the spot. Um, and I was just like, you know what? Let me just make some videos. Yeah. I mean, you're already, it. you're already DJing. You might as well record yeah. it. Um, how do you record it then? Like, do you, uh, do you do it on, like, via like a webcam and then through your laptop or do you just record everything on your phone? So I have like all the decks back there, like the DJ equipment and mm -hmm. stuff literally take uh aux cord uh -huh. plug it in from the dj equipment plug it right into my phone with some adapters and stuff uh -huh. and literally just record it on my phone my phone sits on like a stand that's back here and that's how i've been doing it for two years about now yeah a year and a half. what do you what do you think was a was a like deciding factor and like uh why people followed you and you were like um you, you kind of like blew up what, what do you think is the reason why you like they took such a liking to you I saw TikTok as an opportunity. I, I constantly, you need to see what's new, what's coming up. Mm -hmm. It was an opportunity that's not going to happen again. What was the one thing you wanted to do when you were in quarantine? Yeah. Go out. That was the one thing you wanted to do and you couldn't. This, and I didn't see any, there was only a few other DJs on there at the time. I think like my boy Rushi and yeah. like DJ Ren, like a, only a few at the time. And I just started doing it, started mixing and incorporating my different mm -hmm. loves for music because I believe I'm pretty versatile. I, I love so many different styles. Uh, so mixing them back and forth, posting them, and they just started getting traction. And the rest is history. Like, I'm beyond yeah. thankful and blessed. I, I, I was in shock, absolutely in shock, because uh -huh. like, I'm just down there in my parents' basement just recording videos of me DJing. Yeah. Which is what I've been doing for years down there. If I just record it and put it up and TikTok just has this ability to yeah. literally find people all over the world. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. It targets what you do to people who want to watch you. It's like, it's very perfect on what it does. Mm -hmm. The um, So I, th I think um, a big thing that like people loved about you was that mr brightside remix <laughs> i missed the right side <laughs> yeah yeah it's like when i when people talk about like do like another like mr brightside remix i always see people like tagging you in the comments <laughs> it's it's it, i don't know how that happened because like i have an older brother we're six years apart and mm -hmm. like he, he's he's older um he, we grew up in the early 2000s and stuff like that so i was always growing up listening to his music then i got my parents who was like the rock and the other stuff mm -hmm. and i was just influenced by so many different styles of music and i was always a scene kid punk kid i, I love that stuff and i incorporated it and just fits so well with so many different tracks put it up and people just loved it and personally it's one of my favorites to play one of my, mm -hmm. I was like, I put it up. I'm like, I know y'all are sick of it by now. And they're like, no, <laughs> it's just so much fun. And it could, it's one of those songs that's just timeless and it could literally stop a room. Oh, like, 100%. There's a couple of songs. And I know like if you do White Stripes as well, that's like a song mm -hmm. that people will just stop for. And um, yeah, there's like, you have like show like songs and stuff that like you play that shit, like the whole crowd is going to go crazy for it. Because that's the versatility part. It's like, okay, let's say you grew, go with a group of five people. Three people mm -hmm. love EDM. One person doesn't. One person has no idea with EDM. Yeah. For example. Yeah, just you mix a little up. bit of everything. Yep. Because if I can get 50% of the crowd going, great. If I can get 100% of the crowd going, mm -hmm. even the people that don't like EDM, yeah. I succeeded. That, that, that's, that's my goal is to make sure everyone for, if I'm on for 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. With time 
and just enjoys themselves. Because you're definitely getting some people who are like, who, who, who are just like putting it down like, oh, this sucks, this and this. And all of a sudden you throw like a, like a banger out there. Like, okay, okay. Like, like at least the song's good. This DJ is good. This DJ is good. At least, yeah. You know, like. I was like the Suicide Boys mix I put up because uh, like, the Suicide Boy kids, they don't really like, like EDM like that. They like, like that grimy rap stuff. And yeah. I'm like. I'm going to take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, put it together. And like, it was really cool because people were like, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what a bass face is or EDM, but I like this. Good job. <laughs> I'm like, that's just the coolest thing because it, I, I'm sharing my craft with people in a new way that people are enjoying. Because like I said, there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. What they've been hearing sometimes isn't always what they like. But like I said, there's something for everyone. They just got to find out what it is. Oh, 100%. Um, so is that a rose on your shirt? Is that a yes? Is that one of your merch lines? Did you just come up with this that? Is is not, this is Broken Promises, oh, okay. Company, I, I love their stuff. I, I really don't wear name brand stuff usually. Mm-hmm. I, I literally either wear like my merch, um, one of the homies' merch because I love supporting the team 100%. Um, or Broken Promises or Caught Feelings, those are my two brands that I will wear. I just, yeah, they have such. I mean, it's affordable clothing. It looks good. I got tons of roses on stuff, but the yeah. merch line finally did just launch and that's doing well. We, we just did like an initial drop, mm-hmm. drop some extra crop tops and some extra stuff on there. And the fall line is just going to be. Yeah, man. I mean, any, any, anyone listening to this right now, man, definitely check him out. Check out the, check out what he's got for merch and stuff. Um, so you picked Rose as like your name and stuff. What, uh, what, like drove you to I guess choosing that artist name so I've been through multiple different names and stuff but the reason I chose Rose is everything I do there's a purpose behind it no Mm -hmm. matter what it is I need to have some symbolism or some reasoning to do it Rose the way I see it is roses are made up of so many different petals and they're all unique not one is the same that makes up what it is and on the inside it's something so complex but beautiful um and and there's there's so many variations of roses too that set so many moves like red is like love and romance i believe i believe the purple is like nighttime like Mm -hmm. midnight after hours elegant graceful vibe white ones that they have different meanings but the thing is they're pretty but if you mess with them and you grab them by the stem you're gonna get poked (laughs) yeah (laughs) well what uh uh, you know, I really love um, that you incorporated like a rose in your and your like your name. Like that whole logo was is super sick. I love it. I'm like I'm in love with it. I love like who who did your uh, logo for you? Was it like a friend? Did you do it? Like actually, one of my friends sent me this graphic designer. Her name uh, mm-hmm. or I think her handle is It's Lupa. She's actually a tech ha- a techno artist. Mm-hmm. I believe from New York, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not 100 percent on that, but Lupa. She does graphic design, uh, visuals, produces, like, I met her through Twitter, actually, and she, she was great, super responsive, got me that that logo, and I've mm-hmm. been using it ever since. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, so, you and Skrilla, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Skrilla is literally one of his best friends. Um, when I met Noah, um, I didn't know that Skrilla was your homie um i was in the restaurant area at that drive-in rave and um 
<laughs> I go up to him randomly. He's like, hey, man, can I, can I add you? And he goes, yeah, man, no problem. And I had in my phone and on my phone, I had my OnlyFans page on there. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, for that. He's like, what? He's like, he's like, I don't have an OnlyFans. I'm like, oh, you don't? I'm sorry. <laughs> you had the QR code everywhere. Oh, that was, that was good branding, man. I'm going to give it to you. That was some good promo. Everywhere. I saw Frisky OnlyFans everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, that that oh, shit was funny. <laughs> I didn't know that that he was your friend and stuff. So like that was super funny when I saw you guys together. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's like my homie was Skrilla. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> do I have a story? <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you hear this one. Yeah, this uh, no, he's a uh, he's super cool dude. I think he just started a TikTok as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's been doing it for a little bit. I've been trying to get him to keep doing it more, and he's he's been busting ass on it for sure, like with his scratching and stuff, because he has such mm. a unique talent. It's kind of like his niche. He, he scratches and like thing about scratching is everyone has unique style. A track sounds different than Zeke beat. Zeke beat yeah. sounds different than everyone. He just has such a unique flow. That's, I don't think anyone can match. He's, he, he's a really talented and driven artist. Like I've known him since I was DJing. We were DJing in the clubs together when I was 15, he was 14, like way back. In, and we were in New York city and we've known him. I've known him since, for years and years and ever since then like I, i've met artists from the time we were little mm-hmm. to the time we grew up to now that just didn't keep pursuing it and he's just said i want this as bad yeah. as what this like i could see it and he ended up moving to florida actually like three or four years ago um and we didn't talk much uh, but we would see each other every edc orlando yeah and we called called him up one day and we were just hanging out uh we went to boo this year and we, I, I can't even focus on one story. We've just, we've been together yeah. so much. Like he, he works his ass off. That's for sure. And he has a really bright future, I believe. Yeah. You guys have been like, honestly, a lot of the flyers, like you're on, he's on, whenever he's on, you're on. It's like, it, is it by coincidence or are you guys doing that? Like, like homie support where like you get booked. You're like, Hey, by the way, my boy Skrilla would like to get another is. So, well, in regards to Unmasked, Unmasked is basically the father company or of 3DM, the 3DM group, mm-hmm. which is our collective of basically Plague Doctor owns Unmasked, Knox owns uh, 3DM, and we merge together. And it's basically all of my closest friends, all of the people that I think are really going to be big in this industry, working really hard all working together to try and push each other's Mm -hmm. engagement, uh, promotion, shows, music. And it's just kind of like we all support each other. And And that's that's amazing, bro, because, I mean, too many times, and and I see this in the influencer world, the content creator world, the YouTube world, like every single world that revolves around EDM. And I think it's more than just EDM, of course, but it's always competitive. And what people fail to realize is that we're here together, man. And um, I try to revolve my my like my life and my my content around people who support me just as much as I support them, right? Like, like if I'm posting a post on my Instagram feed and you're sharing it, I'm sharing yours. You know, we're sharing each other's. We're yeah. we have a different audience, and we need to make sure we're like exposing ourselves to that different audience because like 
you might have like a hundred people who have never even heard of me, right? Boom, you share one thing. They're like, wait a minute, like they know each other. Let me see who this guy is. I do the same. They're like, whoa, this guy's a DJ. Like I, I haven't followed any of him. Why? Oh, he's first. He says he's up and coming. Too easy bet, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. And that's the thing. If we all work together a little bit more and stop working against each other, because we're all on two separate or two different paths, all trying to achieve the same thing. Same it, thing, man. You, you hear the the term, takes the, it takes a village. And that's for, for real. Like you, it, three people, you could do so much more than you could by yourself. And I, I believe I've put everything into my career for the past nine years. Yep. And I've definitely put in a lot of work, but I definitely would not be in the position I am without the help of the people around me, pushing me and supporting me the way they have from the fan base to the artists that are supporting me, to Skrilla, to my parents, to my brother, like everyone, uh, you guys, like I, I could not have done it by myself. And, and, you know, it just goes to show like how much even the slightest bit of support can do for somebody's career. Like, oh like Everything. your, your TikTok is literally filled with complete followers and supporters. Like, I mean, they're the, they're like what, what was giving you that, you know, empowerment and that engagement and like make, you literally making you what you are today to the point where like you take those followers onto Instagram, you grow that, like you're, you're growing everywhere. Right. And it, and even the smallest amount will help the algorithm. I always tell even like my friends that only have like a hundred live followers. Right. I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, uh, the trick to Instagram is the more people that's that save their, the post to the favorites um comments shares and likes like if you do all those four things dude the algorithm goes damn this is a good post people are liking people are saving it people are sharing it like okay let's push it out to more of his followers because believe it or not all of your posts do not go all of your followers if your yeah, post yeah. is bad your instagram is like eh, like i'm sorry like we only we have a limited of like whatever we're gonna put your feed because you have to imagine like let's say you're following you know six thousand people TikTok or Instagram's not going to put 6,000 people on your feed. They're going to put whatever, which ones are doing good and then put those in chronological order. Um, So I tell like my friends, like, Hey, if you want to be supportive and stuff, even though you don't have a following, a lot of stuff, like every little bit counts because you're, you're you're letting the fucking algorithm do the rest of the work. Right. And like, I will, I, I think I, I made a post, right. Like I was uh, telling everyone, like, you know, you're all very much appreciated. Like even, even the smallest bit of support is really doing a lot for me. It really is. And the algorithm's in such a weird spot, I believe, right now. Like, I, I've been kind of just confused about it because, like I was saying earlier, what was the one thing you wanted to do during quarantine? Mm-hmm. What is the one thing everyone's doing right now? Going out. That's the last thing you want to watch after a night mm-hmm. of going out or a weekend of going out. So my videos, uh, I have X amount of followers. It's mm-hmm. getting pushed out to only a couple hundred. and. Shit uh, happens, creative, yeah. Yeah, I'm not in the creator fund, anything like that. I don't care about that. My my main goal at the end of the day is that I get to share my music with everyone. And because mm-hmm. there's nothing that makes me happier than someone commenting or I uh, seeing someone like I've been having such a hard day. This just made my day. I, I want to still be able to share that with people and give them 30 seconds of happiness during a crazy day or a crazy week or something. And I'm just I'm not fitting to the algorithm right now. And yeah, I, I feel mean, like TikTok in general, essentially the artists and the creators are essentially mm-hmm. trends unless you establish yourself. So like you see it with other people, they'll be in the whatever song or whatever they're doing is popular for a bit. And then yep. a new thing comes through. 
Yeah, I definitely, yeah. I definitely feel like the ever since like festivals and stuff came back, like a lot of like the DJ accounts kind of slowed a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that just is like the algorithm is what the algorithm is going to do, right? Mm-hmm. And like, um, I mean, I was doing a lot better too with my content. Like, I, I haven't gotten a viral video in months. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Um, like my I'm starting to use reels. Reels is blowing up. Honestly, I'm yeah. honestly, I'm just. I'm using my TikToks and I'm just throwing them over there as well. So like two birds, mm-hmm. one stone, uh, mostly because I have contracts with like companies and stuff with like, um, I feel like where their clothes or, or stuff on these TikToks. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll do them reels as well. So I got to make those videos anyways. Um, but yeah, my, t- my, my reels are honestly, they're, they're, I think on an average, I'm getting about like 5k views on my Instagram even if my TikTok only gets like maybe like 800, I'm just like, okay, this is going to just do a lot better if I just throw it over here. Yeah. And it's the whole consistent factor. It's like, you don't post for a little bit. Um, you're, they, they take you off whatever page you're on. They take you off of that. If you uh, go MIA, but also my biggest issue too, is I'm a DJ. When TikTok was small, there was so much leeway. You could get away with a lot. Now it's so big and they have so many big artists and music on there. Copyright is the biggest thing. Like I was probably at like, or just over three or just about three quarter mil uh views on a video yeah uh the suicide boys edit that one what I, I, I people were loving it and i've never had a view that high i put it up there it was up for months i put the mix out on soundcloud the live edit of it people were loving it and they took the video down took the sound down down and shadow banned me for two months so that was right after the 100K video. Yep. And I couldn't figure out why no one was responding to me. Dude, that's the worst, man. And that was two months I couldn't post. I would Shit. post, but it would be like just zero. Yeah. Same thing happens with like Instagram too. Like you got to be careful not to post too much in one day. Yeah. Um, the, you know, and, and, and it's not much for like DJs and stuff because like you guys don't really post that much. But like for the content creator world, you like, y'all got to be careful. Don't post too much or you know, the algorithm is going to be like, oh, you're spamming, right? Even on TikTok, people like go, oh, post 10 times a day. I'm like, no, you become, you start becoming spam and like TikTok like, algorithm. Oh, yeah. TikTok algorithm will know like you're just spamming videos at this point. Um, yeah. Are you on Spotify by any chance? I am. I, I have one collab out there right as of right now with Plague Doctor mm-hmm. called The Cure. That was a fun one we did. Um, but nothing as of right now so also i've been away from tiktok for a little bit because yeah. i've been working on some new original music to get out my ep um some remixes edits stuff like that um uh, i'm kind of going through a bit of a change right now i mm. guess i would say um so you got everyone knows me for like my bass music melodic music the versatility that kind of stuff um heavy into hybrid trap that sort of sound um but i've been starting to fall in love with this new age tech house that's going on right now tech kind of, house <laughs> I, I sent you like the uh, brief mix um prior and just there's mm-hmm. so much this new sound that's coming back like house had never went er- anywhere but there's this new sound emerging again that it's just so raw funky sexy mm-hmm. It, it grabbed my attention and really working a lot with that um hell yeah on- man i mean i'm excited i'm excited to hear it i just yeah i just heard the uh your unreleased uh mix that you sent me that yep. shit was fire it gave me um it gave me dioro vibes <laughs> so i'm going for like a kind of like 
almost Chris Lake, uh, or mm-hmm. my, my big inspirations are Chris Lake, uh, Clooney, Acraze. He's been absolutely killing uh-huh. it. Um, yeah, there's just, it, it's such a, is it, is a it, is vibe. It, yeah. Uh, is it a craze, right? Or is it, how do you pronounce it? Acraze. Acraze. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, one of his songs blew up, man. I've been like, yeah, I've been hearing it, it everywhere. It. Yeah everywhere and uh, everywhere bro it's so good dude like mad, mad props to him for real because like again he he's someone i really look up to but once i got out here he, he's a local he he really uh, oh he's in florida yeah he's actually from florida oh shoot i'm um, gonna have i'm gonna have to be a uh in-person guest <laughs> that'd be really cool no nah, he's an he's an awesome dude he he he's given me some knowledge some advice um i, I talk to him every now and then uh mm. for advice or help on an idea or something and he, he's one of those people that is going to last in this industry because of his humbleness how hard he works he's working on music every single day of the week like at all times he like I don't think there's anyone doing it like him like if there's two people that I really look up to in this industry it's freaky music and ad craze two different genres two different style but uh, I'm yeah. glad I consider them both my brothers yeah, I I've definitely have uh, I I've seen Freaky a few times. I haven't had the luxury of introducing myself to him. Most of, every single time I, I bump into him and stuff, he's like busy talking to some somebody. It's at a show normally. Loves he loves interacting with his fans. He he loves. Yeah, so he's just usually like busy and stuff. And usually I'm working like photography or some shit. I don't know. So I I one day I'll, I'll be sure to introduce myself to him and stuff. Uh, imagine he's gonna be there. Imagine there. Yeah, I'll go I'll go say hi during Imagine stuff. I know he's a. Uh, He's good friends with a lot of people that I know. So like, that's like, okay, like I got to introduce myself at some point I'm busy or he's busy at a show. Let's just, let me squeeze in a good intro real quick. And uh, one person I've had the luxury of, uh, of like getting to know and talking to is Zoop stool. And I think he's been doing a lot of stuff with freaky. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's been a really, yeah, he's going places too, man. He's he's definitely, he's definitely headed towards the right direction. Love his music. And uh, yeah, he's, you mentioned something about like being humble and stuff. And I think it's just so important, man. I think being humble oh, in this boy. industry is so important. And I think that we forget how to be humble because sometimes it's too much at one time. And it's like, um, it's like something you've never experienced before. Right. You, you forget how to be humble. Um, I know I, for instance, I'm guilty of maybe getting too like getting too excited about where I'm headed and stuff like that. And I have to like, yeah remember like i gotta humble myself i humble yeah. humble right like it's it's like it we get put in such crazy situations but there's no handbook to being a dj an artist an influencer uh, like there's no handbook on how to act how to be so we're just yeah. going there giving it our best and we're in some situations with people we look up to and we're like wow but at the end of the day too like i've really realized and i learned this at an early age because I've been going to shows with like, I used to hang out with this one band that's not together anymore, unfortunately, Honor Society. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like 10 years old backstage in like New York City. And it's just, it, we're people. We, we, we go to bed, we wake up, we eat food, we deal with problems, we deal with good times. Like we're at the end of their day, like artists, this is just our job. We're trying to do something different than the average person that still feeds our creative happiness Mm -hmm. and being able to share it with the world is obviously a plus but it's it's very hard to be in this industry some days again like you said the door getting slammed in your face some days like you got to be able to pick yourself back up in this industry and keep pushing and keep working 
Yeah, one thing I've always noticed, and it sucks because like you, there's like a gray area between knowing that you're really good at what you're doing and then like that side where you think you are, but people don't see that and they tell you no, right? So like, it's like whenever you want something, you have to ask somebody. The worst thing they're going to say is no. Um, and it's like, I've had to learn to be accepting of people not wanting me at their festival or at, on stage with them or backstage or I've been told no for a few, you know, podcast guests already. Like, they're like, no, sorry, it's busy, this and this. And I have to remember that, like, um, no matter how hot shit I think I am, sometimes I am not bringing into the table as much value to the person mm -hmm. I'm asking. So I have to remember, I'm like, okay, how is this going to benefit, like, this artist that I'm trying to get onto, like, my podcast? It's not. Um, it's at the beginning stages of my podcasting. Like, this, I mean... Honestly, though, my podcast is, is taking off right now and it's already in the early stages of it. So I'm like, OK, let me get to like episode 50 or some shit. I'll get back to them. They, they told me that they're busy with all these festivals. Completely understand. Like yeah. I am not I am not a, I am not so high and mighty that I think that any DJ owes me their time. Um, nor do I think I'm so hot shit like, you know, I even deserve it. So I was like, yeah, that's where the point where I have to I have to hold myself. And I'm like, I accept the no. Got it. Thank you. I will get back to you another time. Like, I don't, I don't take it. No, I know as a no forever. I think it's just like a no for now. And so yeah. I can finally offer something to the table. And that goes the same thing with like being a DJ and stuff. Like um, when you're told no for, Oh my God, now I'm going to get to like this, this topic about like, um, get it, I'm ready for it. Uh, so <laughs> the thing about DJs um, and one thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, right. Is the competitive nature in the DJ world um, with your fellow DJs. Um, yep. when you don't get offered a position, um, to play at a festival or rave or whatever, and somebody else that gets hired for like a slot or whatever, um, and then that person like dogs on them, like, oh, they don't deserve it. I deserved it. I've been working hard. I've been grinding. Like, but you don't know how hard they've been grinding. Exactly. And you don't know what they've been doing behind closed doors. You don't know, man. And, and, and that's one of the toxic behaviors, I think, in the industry that like, I hope gets better. Um, yeah. Because DJ versus DJs is just never a good thing. It's just like, you're going to see those guys at some point, right? Like you're... Yeah. And then, and then you, you have, you have to, you are, we're all friends here. So like the fact that you're talking to me has on his back and then, and then when you see them and you're asking them for favors, that's yeah, insane. Based once you get in person kind of thing. And that's going back to what you were saying. Like, I don't know. It's, it's not necessarily no, like you definitely have to show initiative and ask for what you want, but there's also a level of respect almost with staying in your lane. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like freaky. I consider him a brother, me and him talk every mm -hmm. single day. I will not ask him for a collab because I don't, I'm not at his level yet. I don't right. accurate. Same thing. Like he's essentially the Martin Garrix of this generation. Mm -hmm. I, that's, you can't tell me otherwise he's going to be the biggest artist in the world. He's number one on everything right now. Yeah. He's at a way different level. And I actually years ago, about two years ago, I was direct support for him in Brooklyn and I actually got kicked out of the club because I wasn't 21 yet. The, oh, so no. Oh, no. I watched me get bounced out. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. But it's just the only thing I could, I, I'm even grateful that I get this. All I wanted at the end of the, the day is advice. Mm -hmm. if, you could, if I can pick your mind and share, and you could share with me what you know, that I can make myself that much better and then use that knowledge 
work with it and then come back to you when I do believe I'm at that level. Yeah. I want to prove to them and earn their respect. I'm I don't so happy you know this though. Like at your age, I, like where you're at right now, I'm very, I'm very happy that you're, you're able to realize this and you know this at, at this moment uh, because there was this guy who was, he posted on Instagram like, oh, I'm so happy to be playing under this DJ uh, today. Um, I'm like, I'm like one of his supports for the show. Like, this is going to be an amazing show. Uh, a year later, all of a sudden he thinks he's bigger than that artist. And then is now talking so much smack saying like, I deserve to be playing at that festival, not him. Like, I'm just better and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, you were just supporting him. And a year ago, he helped you get where you were at. And the fact that you think you're above him is insane. Like, that's not any way to treat somebody who's helped you through your road. Like, that's crazy to me. 100%. Stay humble, my friends. <laughs> stay humble. Like, I, you constantly got to be checking yourself because, again, you get caught up in it really quick going out to shows and stuff. And you definitely need to balance your work life with your life life. And, mm-hmm. like, to be honest, I'm not the biggest partier. Like, I really love performing and doing my job. I just love doing that. I'm not yeah. a big, I don't go out and go crazy. I mean, some nights I love enjoying the music and stuff, but it, it's not really my style. Um, you, you have to stay as humble as possible because you're working hard, but there's someone working harder than you. And you best believe that there's always going to be someone working harder than you. If you're out one night, there's someone in the studio grinding, yeah. working on new ideas, new something. If you even got one idea done, that makes them that much more ahead of you. Yeah, I can't comprehend um, like how much work somebody puts into like putting in for music. And so I, I'm very, uh, you know, I'm very uneducated when it comes to like making music and DJing and that kind of stuff. So I can only um, like correlate that to like the influencer marketing world and stuff like that, where like I have, uh, there are like DJs and that literally would talk smack about like content creators or people who like run the industry and like, like, oh, why do they get a, a backstage pass? Or, whoa, why do they get VIP? I don't get VIP. And I'm like on subsidia. This I'm like, whoa, like, you don't know what these people are doing. Like, there's a reason they have like uh, an all access pass, I'm sure. And then like, I know them personally. And they're like, no, they're like working really fucking hard. Like, I literally yeah. see them grinding every single day, like doing like things that I can't even talk about, like on the podcast, but like they're, they're doing some crazy cool stuff and they're working day in and day out. But the yeah. thing is like, you know, as a, as a DJ for that guy, he can't comprehend what certain other people are doing because all he knows is DJing. Right. So like for him, if you're not DJing, you're not grinding. Like, no, everyone does their part. Right. And I get it. You're in subsidiary or you're doing whatever, but like that, so is a bunch of other people. And like that, I think the main topic we're going to get out of this from today, dude, is humble, stay humble all the time. Every time actor. Yes. No one owes you anything. Exactly. I don't expect anything. Like I for real was not going to imagine. I, I didn't think and out of nowhere, an amazing opportunity presented itself. Yeah. And I am beyond thankful for it a hundred percent, but I, I don't expect things. I, I go to shows. I like, I, I'm going to uh, uh, this club in uh, Florida, right in mm-hmm. Orlando called Elixir this weekend for going to see Clooney. I love Clooney. So I bought yeah. a ticket months ago. At GA Hell ticket. yeah. Go support him. I'm going to go out there, have a good time and support, watch, study, see how he works, see how he interacts with the crowd. Dude, and- 100%, yeah. you know, and people go into the, to the shows with the mentality like, like, ah, uh, not that good. Uh, like find, finding like the errors in someone's art and crap is not a good way to go to a show. You didn't come to the mm-hmm. show to criticize somebody. You came into the show to learn, to yep. support, you know. Uh, but you mentioned that you were going to that 
Elixir. You mentioned that you're going to Imagine. You got any other festivals going on? Um, not as of right now. Um, EDC Orlando at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to be at that. I cannot wait for that one. Yeah. But yeah imagine. Are you, are you doing home base by any chance? Are you going to, I mean, you live there, right? So um yeah i'm right in florida i'm not going to home base though unfortunately mm-hmm. i don't know if i will be here for that but as of right now yeah i'm going to clune clooney um imagine is going to be sick because yeah. i'm going to be at the pre-party to freaky and plasma are playing that Ooh, the, the gaja white night pre-party hell yeah. yeah dude i i can't miss an extra day of work so i have to miss out on that i'm like pretty i'm pretty sad about it but you having a you having a meetup man for imagine yeah, I'm going to try and plan it out. As soon as they drop the festival map or something like that, I'm going to place it, let everyone know the time and day, whatever works best for everyone. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'm trying to see if I can get on some decks myself. Uh, there might be Ooh, like uh, the camping uh, or in the campgrounds. Um, uh, I have one secured as long as I could get into the campgrounds because I know they have different bands for different mm-hmm. sections. Yep. Um, but if I can get into that one, I have one set confirmed. Um and if not, there's also some open decks uh, that's all around the festival. So if yeah. I see some open decks. Dude, oh, dude, hell yeah, jump on that. Time. Yeah, definitely oh, yeah. jump on that. Um, so so the people watching this, listening to this can like find you, man. Um, where can they find your music? Where can they find your accounts? All right. So for the most part, everything is at Noah Benheim. Uh, or you could look up Rose. It should pop up. Uh, that's basically everything from TikTok to SoundCloud, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. The only thing that's different is my Twitter is Noah Benham 77. Noah Benham was taken. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm releasing, actually, I'm releasing that mix I sent to you fairly yep. soon. That's going to be the house one. And this is the first I'm announcing it anywhere. There, yeah. Or, I announced it a little bit last night, but uh, I, I believe I took it down. Um, Stop and Smell the Roses 4 is on the way as well. Um, it's been a minute since I released one of those, uh, and I'm beyond yeah. excited to get another one out there. Other than that, we have some new uh, original music coming soon and some edits and remixes coming. So um, I've really been working hard these last few months, kind of cave mode, and yep. I'm just excited to share all the the news with y'all, uh, the music with y'all, because I have some huge news coming up. Um, I guess the only thing I could really say right now is I'm working with a new team yep. and they are beyond phenomenal. We're going to do a full announcement soon, but uh, I'm just beyond thankful for the position that I'm in right now because of all the Rose fam, you mm-hmm. uh, like TikTok, just everyone that supported me, like you said, the little bit really means a lot. Yeah. And I'm just blessed that I can finally share my craft and my music with the world now. I mean, no, honestly, man, you are one of the most like, like just genuine people that I've had the pleasure of meeting. Um, you know, you, you, you didn't let your, your TikTok clout get in the way of your judgment, nor your perception of like what you're doing. So like that says a lot about a person. Um, I'm really grateful that I was able to get you to the podcast. Um, everyone listen to this. Um, so go ahead and like, give give him a look check him out and stuff everything will be in the description down below um you know he's up and coming that's the only types of people i have on this podcast up and coming you know we gotta keep it pushing we gotta keep grinding at all time Uh, (laughs) but i hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh with noah and i uh we gotta talk uh a lot about you know his entire transition and 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 the stuff he's got in the works it's really exciting stuff man and uh until the next episode guys bye thank you so much for having me